Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Who are you wanting to become as a person? And how are you using your job to become that? That's one of my favorite questions. The reason that question works so well is because it operates at the level of being. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Let me ask you a question. Who are you wanting to become as a person, and how are you using your job to become that? This is one of my favorite questions, because it operates on a level of being, not just doing. In this episode, we're going to explore how you relate to your job and why this matters in terms of healthy self-interest. We're also going to take this thought process one step further by exploring why meaning trumps money for your younger employees and what you can do to help them become fully engaged in what they do for your business. This is the second episode of our thought-provoking series on managing to self-interest, and you won't want to miss it. This episode is from a recent weekly member webcast. Members get a ton of different ways to become better professionals, including attendance to the live courses I teach. Beginning January 11th, 2018, I'll begin teaching an 11-week course called How to Manage and Be Managed, The Missing Manual. Management is like parenting. Many people do it, and they mostly have no idea what they're doing, if they were really honest with themselves, but somehow they make it work. The result? Stress, wheel spinning, overwhelm, and millions of dollars in lost opportunity. This course is The Missing Manual, what we all should have been taught in high school. Forget everything you've learned about management. You don't have to motivate your employees, you don't need to empower them, and you definitely don't need to be supervising them. This course trains you in the basics of the clear and open model for management. Increase engagement and productivity, eliminate supervision and wasted resources. It's a counterintuitive approach I've been training leaders on -on one-on-one for 15 years, offered now for the first time as an affordable course. And while the course is about training management skill, it's also great for non-managers because it gives employees what they need to understand what a manager is doing with them and why, and why it's in their best interest, their self-interest, to help and go along with it. For more information about the course, please go to clearandopen.com slash how-to-manage. How to manage. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's dive in. For whatever reason, hard to know for sure, the younger generations have a kind of immunity to bullshit altruism. They can't fake sacrifice. They can't fake service. They're wired in such a way, for whatever reason, that they can't serve others ahead of themselves. So the reason they're causing such a conundrum for older people, not all of them, but people who are more mired in the serving others generations, serving others um, modality, is because we look at them 
or the, the people stuck in the conditioning of you should be sacrificing your self-interest and serve the company first, for example, you look at that employee and you go, well, this person is entitled and selfish and spoiled. And there may be some of that. But what's really going on is the manager hasn't made that job for that employee a game worth playing for them. Because strictly speaking, according to the principle of self-interest, which we have established firmly, I would say, unless anybody has an argument, that means no one works for anyone else. You can't work for someone else. You're working for you because you chose to work for them. See, strictly speaking, you can't work for someone else. Yet look at in corporate cultures, sacrifice for the team. There's no I and T-E-A-M. Put the company first. Uh-huh. What if that's impossible? And for these younger generations, it is. They can't pretend. You say sacrifice for the team and it just doesn't compute for them. They say, well, okay, yeah, I see what you mean, but what's in it for me? And you say, well, the good feeling of having sacrificed yourself for the team, not compelling enough for them. So then in the absence of their self-interest being met and engaged with, they act out and can act and act out in, you know, extremely selfish or entitled or spoiled ways, like any kid who doesn't get what they want. You tracking this so far? Questions about this? If anybody vehemently disagrees, now is the time, because we're just building on a bunch of premises here. You accept all these premises so far. If you don't, it's your responsibility to say something. It's fine. I have several younger generation employees that are in college, that are in high school, that actually work harder and have a better respect for our clients than I would say almost most of our adults do. Cool. Why do you think? It possibly is maybe a way they were raised in a different manner than some of the other generation or possibly who their manager or trainer is. Sure. I think it it varies maybe from area or, you know... um, Oh, yeah. This is not absolute. There are exceptions. It's just talking sort of broad brush. I have a mechanic who's 22, has more better integrity than any mechanic I've ever met. And I once asked him, because we were both talking about millennials, and he was talking about uh, how frustrated he was with how how irresponsible many of his peers are. And I said, so what's your story? How come you're in that generation? And he told me it was just how his father raised him. His father is a serious disciplinarian and taught him uh, integrity and all that. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there absolutely are exceptions. You know, maybe as many as 10 or 20, maybe 30%. So here's the solution. How do you all want to know how to deal with this, right? That's how do you deal with this? How do you appeal to the self-interest of an employee? Well, it's two parts. One is make sure there's, there's one question you can ask a few different ways. And the question is, how are you serving yourself using your job? How are you using your job to get what you personally want? And it can't, the answer can't be money. 
Yeah, even better questions, lots of different variations on this. The one I like to ask is, who are you wanting to become as a person? And how are you using your job to become that? That's one of my favorite questions. The reason that question works so well is because it operates at the level of being. In, in the Emith Revisited, the earliest I got exposed to this idea, it's not often appreciated. Um, Michael Gerber in this book talks about a workplace like a dojo. Dojo literally means place of enlightenment, place of the way. Do is the way, the path. So the idea is in content, you're cleaning clothes. That's the content of the business. In context, you're growing people. What can a person work on in a dry cleaning business that has nothing to do with clean clothes? Detail orientation, time management, task management, relating with people, service. What do you want to get better at as a person? Do you want to be in this job in five years? No. What do you want to be doing? Well, I want to be an advertising executive. Okay. Who do you need to become to be an advertising executive? Well, uh, I don't know. Well, think about it. Oh, I know. I need to be able to read what's going on inside people because in advertising, you have to be able to get inside the heads of others. Okay. How can you use your job as a production manager to do that? How can you be working on that right now? Now, every minute of every day in that job can be working on that quality, that skill. See, that's not that complicated. But that will not happen if you frame your job as I'm, I'm trading my hours for dollars. I'm sacrificing half of my waking hours to do what the man needs me to do. So in the other half of the waking hours, I can do what I really want to do. You see? That's sacrifice. That's bullshit service. Well, it's not my business. This is just my job. So I just do my job because that's what I have to do. And it's not about me. I work for someone else. From that perspective, there's no self-interest. I mean, there's minimal self-interest. You get to pay the bills. Maybe you get to enjoy yourself a little bit. You know, it's a, one metaphor is like, imagine a gym. You can go to that gym and move around all the weight, you know, like you're a mover. Just like, you know, move a stack of weights over there or move a stack of weights. You can move all that weight around and not get much stronger. You just, you could tie yourself out. You can easily hurt yourself. Or you can go to that same gym, move the same amount of weight in a different way, and it'll make you stronger, right? Depends on how you relate with and move the weight. How do you relate to your job? Do you relate to it as you're sacrificing yourself for someone else's interests so you can get some dollars in your pocket? How's that working for you? Couldn't pay had, me to do that. I had the one employee who's probably one of our best employees come to me and say, well, this isn't a career. This is a job. Uh-huh. Great. I would say, how fascinating. Have a seat. Let's have a conversation about that. What career do you want? 
And what would they say? Well, right now she has a young child at home. She's really not, you know, can't commit fully to anything. She works, you know, seven hours a day. But she does a wonderful job when she's here. But, you know, she just made it known that, well, this really isn't a career. This is just a job. Interesting. So she can't commit, you said. What does that mean? Well, she has a young child at home. She has to leave early to pick them up. And, you know, but when she's here, she does everything. She's wonderful, you know. But it's just a job to her. Right. She's not as wonderful as she could be. Right. Because if it were more than just a job for her, she'd be getting more than just money out of it. And this goes back to the millennial thing. In general, again, there are, of course, exceptions. Money is not enough to satisfy a millennial. I'd argue it's not enough to satisfy anyone. It's just that some people are more aware of it. Meaning for people like this trumps money. What's the meaning possible for this person, this young mother? What is the meaning possible in this job that she's decided when she says, this is just a job for me, not a career. What she's saying is there's no meaning in this job for me. Therefore, what she's saying is I'm not fully engaged. That shouldn't be okay with you. Because as a manager, it's your job to have the full engagement of your people. So what do you do? She's more engaged than most people. Perhaps she is, but that's not enough. Right, right. It could be more. And like, are you okay? This woman is spending seven hours a day going through motions, wasting her time, doing something that she doesn't see as connected to her personal life. When of course it is. You know, one of my teachers used to say the problem with practice is that you're always doing it. You're always doing it. So she's spending seven hours a day under the assumption that she can disconnect one part of her life from another part of her life. She's getting good at that, I'm sure. I would wonder where else she does that. It's a kind of artificial compartmentalization. Because the fact is, it's just one life. So what is she doing during those seven hours? Zoning out? Oh, no, she's moving the whole time. She's, she's all over the place, answering phones, you know. Where is her mind, though? I think it's there. I do think it's there. There isn't specific enough. What is she working on in herself? How is she using the job to become more the person she wants to become? That's engagement. She's doing the job, but she's not being it. You see what I mean? She, she, she's not being personally served by it. You want people to go above and beyond. You want people to perform excellence. They can't do that for you. They will only do that for themselves. What would she get out of doing her job 10% better? Nothing. She, she does not have that skin in the game. She obviously has a certain level of work ethic and a sense of integrity. Great. But that's, not, that's neither sustainable nor is it, is it enough for 100% engagement. You may be getting 95 Lucky for you, but here's another angle on this. 
a similar job that pays more or is a little bit easier and she's gone, right? Right. Kind of a problem, isn't it? So what's the difference that could be made? Engage with her about how she's using her job in her own self-interest. This is a competitive advantage. Because if you ask 100 people, how are you using your job to become the person you want to become? Guess how many have an answer? Very few. Do you guys have an answer? Or are you working for the man too? (laughs) So you can't do this with your people unless you're doing it with yourself. And so that is your assignment. Who do you, here's another way, a little sort of a sharper way of asking it that I like to ask if when people are stuck, another way of asking the same question, what don't you like about yourself and how are you using your job to change it? Your attention, attention to detail sucks, or you're, you sometimes rub people the wrong way, or you have difficulty being on time or whatever it is. Your job is a venue, a dojo, a a context, a realm, an arena. It's it's an arena. It's a gym. It's where you can show up and say, yeah, yeah, I'm cleaning clothes and whatever. That's just the content. But what I'm really doing here is working on being less arrogant, more empathetic, more understanding, more organized, whatever, because that's going to serve me for the rest of my life, no matter what job I'm in. That's making it meaningful for you. And now, hopefully, you can find some overlap between what you want to work on in yourself and the tasks you actually do. The greater the overlap there is there, the better. The greater the overlap there is there, the longer someone tends to stay in the position. That and also, you know, related to the appropriateness of the job with their skills and all that. But this is what I sometimes call the revolution of healthy self-interest, that you do your job for you. And this takes time because you don't realize how unconsciously we've all been conditioned to serve others ahead of ourselves. This is healthy self-interest. You meet your needs. Now, it's not The spoiled brat of like, well, my healthy self-interest isn't served by doing all this paperwork. I don't like doing it. The job is the job. The job has to get done. You can't change. I mean, sometimes you can, but in general, it's not about changing the content of the job. It's about reframing the content of the job so that it's in your self-interest so you can choose it. Okay. Part of me doesn't like this paperwork. I hate doing it. How can I reframe that? Okay, I want to work on patience, fortitude, attention to detail, focus. I don't like doing my taxes, right? But when I do them, I've got a choice. I can drag my feet through it and kick and scream and hate the government and think about uh, all the money that's going to defense and blah, blah, blah. That's a choice. I could do that. Or I can work on not having unnecessary thoughts while I do a task that isn't necessarily pleasant and make it a kind of meditation. Or 99 other things. You see, what this fundamentally comes down to is once and for all, one step at a time, once and for all, realizing that you're not a victim. 
that you make choices and everything is in your self-interest or can be. Fascinating thing how human beings can choose to forget their self-interest, can choose to forget that they're always a choice. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that Clear and Open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Be sure to visit clearandopen.com for the latest tools, articles, and free resources to help you on your journey. Thanks for listening and bye for now.